where we break down the biggest industry news and trends by talking shop with the retail dive team, thought leaders, and executives. They say the amount of change that's happened since 2000 outstrips the amount of change that's happened within the last century. Think about it. These days, we're seeing iconic retailers that have been in the business for decades or even a century getting left in the dust by young disruptors using technology to lead the way in a new era for retail. But not all stalwarts are so ready to be counted out. If you ask Jihad Jahar, who heads up digital development at Lowe's, the pace of change will only accelerate in the next decade. And it's his job to place his bets in the right places now to keep the home improvement retailer ahead of the curve in the future. To him, augmented reality and virtual reality are just two tools that will help keep the company relevant, just so long as they're being used to make life easier for customers and employees. I recently sat down with Jihad at Shop Talk to pick his brain about his philosophy for digital growth and the interplay between these technologies and stores, desktop, and mobile. His biggest piece of advice? Well, it's actually not about the technology. Before we dive in, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Support for Retail Dive's conversational commerce comes from Synchrony. Whether you're working to build new retail experiences or just a better way to understand customers, Synchrony's data, analytics, and insights can help guide the way. You can learn more about their services by visiting synchronyfinancial.com. All right, here's our show. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you've been at Lowe's for about seven years now. Seven years, yeah. Yep. Um, and so you've overseen um, digital development there. Um, I really want to talk about, you know, how you view the philosophy of where Lowe's is going in terms of the digital business. Um, but before we hop into that, I know you've had a career in retail outside of Lowe's at Sears and Circuit City. Um, but what was your first job ever? My first job ever was in the accounting department, actually, right out of college. I did. Uh, I was a financial auditor, so not the most interesting job, um, which actually turned me on to digital. That was right in the sort of the 90, 98, 99 time frame and, and realized that this digital thing was fascinating and spent more time at home learning about digital and developing, um, whether it be websites or graphic design uh, types of things, and was more excited after I went home than I was at work and decided <laughs> to jump into digital from there. Yeah. yeah. So then how did you end up at Circuit City and kind of getting into the whole retail industry? Well, that started off in that uh, accounting mm -hmm. space. I was a finance major, and uh, it was a great job offer at the time and uh, decided that I'd give that a shot. You know how people say you, you have whatever, three-point whatever, career changes in your life that was my that was my first one and my, my only one um so did that did that for a while and um i don't know i liked richmond and uh things happened from there i mean fortunately digital's exploded since then so mm -hmm. it's been um it's been pretty good to me so what do you think you've taken from working at other you know big companies circuit city and sears are also big iconic brands um what have you taken from those companies to lowe's well, retail's been sort of under under a fire, a good way to put it, for the entire time. You know, the advent of uh, digital, uh, the growth of Amazon, starting off in the electronic space is huge. So maintaining focus on what the customer is looking for and not necessarily just what you're able to deliver the customer is critical. Uh, and complacency will kill you. When you're operating in such large companies like that, they're more of a battleship that moves 
slowly and kind of getting the best of both worlds because you need the firepower of a battleship, but you need the speed of something a lot smaller than that. So what was interesting about Lowe's, I mean, seven years ago is a much different digital scene. So what was the philosophy of the digital strategy when you came in and what kind of immediate problems did you see that you wanted to fix during your time at Lowe's? I think home improvement is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. The reason we exist is to help people love where they live. I think that that's amazing. Um, and it's just a huge opportunity to uh, help customers in a place that matters to them. Their home matters, you know, when you're when you've got a you know a bad day at work, you go home. When you had a great day at work, you go home and you celebrate. And most of your memories were of you growing up, you know, in your home. And the opportunity to work with something like that, because I mean, we're not stacking it high and just sort of like selling widgets. Um, we we help you enjoy the time that you have um, at home, and so that means a lot to me. And then doing that at scale also means a lot to me. You know, I want to help customers in the tune of hundreds of millions, if not billions of opportunities um, versus just a small website. So that worked out really well for me at Lowe's. And early on, it was about a $300 million business back in uh, 2010 is when I started. So just sort of scratching the surface. It was a real small team of folks um, and have grown it significantly since then. So it's just been opportunity and uh, being part of an industry that um, you can get excited about, wake up in the morning for. Lowe's is experimenting with so many different types of technologies, but when you first came in, did, did you know that AR and mobile and VR were going to be central to growing digital? I think, I think mobile was barely a thing. Um, no, we couldn't anticipate any of this. Um, and I think the amount of change that the industry's had uh, just over that time period, will ju it just blows everybody's mind. And it's just accelerating. You know, they say that the amount of change that's happened since 2000 um, outstrips the amount of change that's happened in the entire last century. And I think over the next eight, nine years, we'll see the same amount of change. So it's about hanging on, making sure, um, placing your bets in the right places. And I think AR, VR is one of those places. Um, and keeping focus on the customer will keep you, keep you relevant. It seems like a really exciting time, right? It's a lot of change, but it's also high pressure because yeah. you have to bet on the right technologies and have the right team that's you know, able to see into the future, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, uh, a, lot of, a lot of pressure to make the right decisions and right investments because we're making investments to the tune of millions of dollars that need to pay off. And um, just being in digital, and you talk to a lot of digital guys that kind of have to be a little bit crazy yeah. to be in that space. And then uh, retail, you kind of have to be a little bit crazy. And so we just hire a lot of crazy people with the stomachs and the ability to do things like that. Um, and, it, and it works out. So AR, VR, even things for employees, mobile apps, and the exosuit. Uh, a lot of these things are incubated in the innovation lab. Um, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about how those technologies go from very experimental to rolling out. Mm -hmm. Innovation Lab's great. Uh, they, uh, they, they look really far out into the marketplace um, and place some bets there without the, you know, I'm required to make money um, <laughs> just as far as the things that, that we invest in. And so a lot of times you can't carve off a 15-person team to go figure out the AR, VR thing, um, the AI thing, or, or, or any of those. So they do a good job and have the ability to make those kinds of investments um, sort of in a, in a space where they're not distracted uh, by the, the day in and day out of operating a business and then come to us. And we obviously keep a close eye on them and then come to us when it's ready to commercialize. And so now here we are with this AR, VR thing um, ready to commercialize, and it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a number of apps that have rolled out, um, envisioned, measured. Where is Lowe's at in terms of mobile? Is it just starting out? Where are you going to go from here with mobile, especially with AR? Um, it's a it's a pretty mature mobile space. We've had an app for an extended period of time. Um, do most of our traffic through mobile websites rather than desktop websites, um, and so so that's where that's going. Now, now I see AR and VR. I mean, mobile is interesting because um, you've got the your location aware. It's highly personalized. You've got fingerprints that you can do stuff with identification you know, the small format, um, and, and of course, just being on the go, the LTE and, and, and all that. So that's all interesting. And now that you, you know, and I look at all those in, as ingredients to create a cake. And that cake is whatever that experience is. You're location aware, therefore I know you're in the store, that way your, your experience changes a little bit. And then I see AR, VR as an ingredient added to the cake. And what kind of cake are we making? I don't, I don't think the industry knows that yet. Um, so you start off with, you know, measured. I, I, we want you to figure out, um, a, you know, a way to make a digital tape measure because I keep losing mine and my wife's about to kill me for it. So <laughs> I'm just going to pull out my phone and we'll use we'll use that. Um, and then it'll get a little bit more interesting. You know, the next space goes into kind of like what Envisioned is and then taking um, high quality product assets and turning them into three dimensional figures. My son was on the prototype phone that we have sitting there looking at the bottom side of a chair saying how cool it was um, and then we'll continue down that path and it'll start with something simple like the chair that you're sitting on or this table or any of those types of things and do something larger and then it'll turn into a kitchen um, and it'll continue to evolve from there and I think over the next 12-18 months will get really interesting and I think that we and the industry will come up with interesting use cases that matter to customers that we can't even envision at this point. AR is a really interesting technology to talk about in, in broadly in retail because I think it can be a really tough sell for a lot of segments, but I think for home improvement, for selling furniture, it, it's a more logical pair, right? How can I buy something that's really big ticket, um, but first see how it looks in my home? Absolutely. We've done some research that shows that about $60 billion in sales are sitting on the sidelines because customers can't you know, take that step to envision what it looks like in their home. That product picture, that drawing just doesn't cut it, and it doesn't calm their nervousness enough to write a check for such a large uh, purchase. And so that solves for it. And, you know, it starts off with the phone, and you're able to do it on your iPad or tablet. Um, and then we'll evolve into other things, because we're still measuring the screen size in inches. And at some point, it has to be an immersive experience, whether it be through glasses, contacts, or whatever it turns out to be. Uh, but again, it's a really interesting addition as far as technology is concerned to solve real large customer problems. Um, I know you have a new partnership with Google. Can you talk a little bit about how that fits into the mobile plan? Um, absolutely. So uh, at the forefront of the development as far as AR and VR is concerned, Apple's already made a large investment in it. Google's making a large investment in it as well. And I think all these tech companies see that home improvement is an awesome use case. Uh, to solve real-world customer problems. And so that's why we develop partnerships uh, with companies, technology companies like that, to bring about applications, integrated or standalone applications that allow us to envision what our products look like in customers' homes. So something interesting that you said earlier today was that you know about 60% of in-store sales are influenced by digital. Um, and I wondered if you could talk a little bit about how you think about the relationship between 
mobile and online and the store experience and you know how they complement each other um, and then also whether you're seeing if the digital experiences are leading to increased sales sure let, let me I, I bought a grill recently and so I'll tell you how I bought my grill I go into Lowe's a lot for various things, fixing stuff around around the house. And there's this wonderful grill section. You walk by a whole, you know, a whole aisle of them. Um, and I know that within the next, you know, within the next couple of years, that I was going to buy a grill. And so I talked to the sales associate there a few times um, about what I was interested in. Now I hadn't done any online research yet. Well, the spring was coming, um, and so I decided this was the year that I was going to do it. Um, and I already knew because the salesperson told me that Weber was going to be the right grill for me because of the way that I cook and the types of things that I do. So I went back home, pulled my, the, my laptop out and got the ratings for all the Weber grills that I saw and saw that there was a whole line, a whole range of them from upper end to lower end. And, and um, I got advice from the sales associate that I'm kind of not on the upper end, but kind of short of that. Walked back in the store and I said, okay, well, I think I'm ready to pull the trigger. You know, it's these six grills that I'm looking at. Which one do you think is going to be best for me? He pointed one out. Do you have any in stock? Well, no, but we've got them coming in at a certain day. Okay, outstanding. So I went back home and ended up transacting at home. But that entire experience initiated in the store. Um, and so the interplay between these channels is really important to us. And that's part of the 60%. You know, that was very much influenced by my interaction with the website. And that happens every day. Can you talk a little bit about like what's the competitive advantage that Lowe's has when it comes to digital and technology, but also the store, which is a huge advantage over someone like Amazon that um, could move more into home improvement? Uh, well, we don't have a standalone competitive advantage in technology. You've got Google that does a much better job as far as technology speed um, and scalability than we do. Our secret is when that interplay between the stores and uh, the, the website or our digital properties come into play. When you look at the industry at large and also for Lowe's, what are the biggest pain points that you see could be fixed by technology? We've got to empower our employees to help customers love where they live. Um, and technology plays a big role in making life easier for them. We created an employee app that, that takes it so that you can take a quick photo of the problem and assign it to the right person and it falls into their queue. I think about the time savings and productivity that, that where the, that, um, that store manager is able to show exactly what needs to be done to the right employee that needs to be done. When it gets done, it gets posted back that it was complete. That type of efficiency can only happen digital. And so imagine that that time to fixing, you know, may, may have taken seven, eight hours by the time the associate got to it but slims it down to a couple of three hours, and it makes a better experience for our customers. And so that's one way, just eliminating friction. Saving some time. Absolutely. We've got 250,000 associates. <laughs> it's a lot. Do you know what like seconds shaved off of a daily task looks like for 250,000 associates over the course of a year? That's tens of thousands of hours of productivity that we can reinvest back into helping customers love where they live. You know, As they walk in and say, hey, this doohickey is broken, what is it and where can I buy another one? Or I've got a hole in my drywall, what do I do now? Yeah, it's hard to ask Google what, what the doohickey is if you can't describe it. Exactly, it's not <laughs> quite there. See. Absolutely, it's the ultimate and personalized experience, which yeah. is a human. Yeah, um, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, customer experience and interaction. I know Lowe's has been working with business chat. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what that looks like and, and you know what kind of problems it's 
trying to solve. Business chat is fun. Yeah. It really is a lot of fun um, because there are significantly more text messages going out there than phone calls in the consumer space. But if you've got a problem with a company or a retailer, you're picking up the phone. Uh, how, how does that make any sense? And so I think that the text messaging and customer service, it has been a long time coming and it, it scratches where customers itch right now. And so we launched the text messaging uh, customer service program in anticipation of Apple Business Chat and the take rate was instant. Even though customers might not have texted for help from a large company, they picked up on exactly what was going on there and, and satisfaction rates were great. Now, um, now Apple Business Chat makes it more interesting uh, because it makes for a richer experience within your messaging application. So you're looking at product cards, um, you're selecting a time frame that you want a delivery to happen, or you're putting your fingerprint so that you could buy a product that the customer service associate just showed you. So now you're transacting through your, through your messaging application. Um, it, it seems like a lot of these technologies, what they have in common is they're trying to up the convenience factor, right? Um, there's new standards in the industry for delivery and findability and all those things. Um, are these technologies really about that or are they, are, are they about conversions too? I mean, what's like the bigger priority? It's about elimination of friction, get, um, getting customers exactly what they want, and in some cases we're blessed with a conversion, but that's not what it's uh, about necessarily. If the customer is looking for advice, we need to get them advice better than anyone um, else can and on their own terms. If the customer needs to manage an order, then we need to do that um, faster than anyone else can and on their terms. If they need to buy something from us, we need to get that to them as fast as as fast as we possibly can, again, on their terms. Um, so I wanted to expand it now, I think big picture, when you think about the future of Lowe's um, digital philosophy, where is it heading and where do you look for inspiration both inside and outside of the industry? It's about elimination of the, of, of the friction points of traditional retail. Um, and we need to transform what retail is about. Uh, there's many accepted things that happen in the brick and mortar retail space that shouldn't be accepted. Uh, with the location awareness, uh, the mobility of it, AI and where that's headed, now virtual reality, augmented reality is just an outstanding tool to solve customer problem. Don't get distracted by technology for technology's sake, I think is my, is my biggest advice. Focus on the customer. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Conversational Commerce. For all the latest updates on industry news, analysis, and trends, subscribe to our free daily newsletter at retaildive.com. And stay tuned for more episodes. Up next, it's all about Amazon. I sat down with Cooper Smith, who is the director of Amazon IQ Research at digital intelligence firm Gartner L2. We talked about the company's growth in private label, grocery, and a whole lot more. Until next time, I'm Corinne Ruff, and this was Conversational Commerce.